You are now tuned in. Let's go to the Queen of the Trap podcast. Class and session, bitches. Welcome, everybody, to the Queen of the Trap podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dev, and today I have a very lovely guest with me, Mark Handsome. How are you today? Popping. It's popping. I'm good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So we were supposed to do this interview in person. I'm so sorry that we couldn't do this in person, but I'm so glad that we're still doing it in general because I was so excited to meet you. Very excited to meet you. So tell us a little bit about who is Mark Handsome and where do you reside? Uh, Mark Handsome is an artist uh, fresh out of South Central LA, born and raised. Word up, you know, Cali, LA, you know. um, You know, I'm just a poster boy for the city, for the state. You know what I mean? you know, I make good music, make feel good music, make make music music for the poster boys, make, you know, you know, fly shit. I, I just try to keep it wavy, you know what I'm saying? And, and and really heavily fuck with myself and fuck with what I do. And um bring something that the people really believe in because you know, staying true to yourself, um, they definitely can hear that in your music. And um when they feel that it's true to you and you're giving them something true of yourself, they can they can you know they can give with it absolutely you know absolutely now what was life like growing up in la um you know did you play any sports did you go to high, did you finish high school college did you live with your parents yeah life life was um i mean you know to stay away from the normal stigma of uh you know what we all say in cali but you know it was it was pretty much the same you know um south central was active Yep. You know, um, definitely had to learn your whereabouts. Definitely had to learn how to maneuver through the city, um, through the city's politics and things like that. Um, you know, I had a um, very active mother okay. in, in my life. Um, my father was around too, um, but ultimately I was closer um, when it came to conversation to my mother early on in my life. Um, and me and my father got a little closer um, to where we would chop it up and, you know, bond a little better once I got a little older and, yeah. you know, we can talk more as adults. I think my father struggled with, uh, um, you know, just knowing how to talk to a child, you know what I'm saying, versus, you know, us relating more as I got older, you know what I mean? A lot of fathers had that, that struggle, you know what I mean? Um, my father definitely struggled with that too. Yeah, yeah definitely struggled with that too so I totally understand um now how would you say that LA has changed from when you were younger to now it it ain't changed LA ain't changed you know um as YG say you know stay dangerous um it it been that since since you know since the sandbox so I, I couldn't really say nothing has changed about LA you know maybe more um more successful people coming out of it you know more entrepreneur more go-getters you know that's the positive part about it but um environmentally um you know it's pretty much the same 
Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Now, um, growing up, what kind of music did you listen to? I mean, you're from LA, so you have so much fire music out there, but what was the kind of music that you listened to personally growing up? Like who were some of your favorite artists? Honestly, um, you know, as a, as a child, right. I think when I really got into, uh, hip hop, um, I think it was heavy D. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it was like Heavy D to grab me in like the third base. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's like when I started really hearing, you know, hearing the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Kane, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when I really started getting grabbed into, you know, listening to hip hop and things like that. Um, But as music evolved and uh, I'm, I became interested into um, music, hip hop. Um, I had a love for um, several people. You know, I wasn't really a person that was just um, connected to just my coast. I was, I was open. You know what I mean? And I was open during the beefs, the West Coast beef and the East Coast beefs and things like that. Um, that never really tainted my love for for artists on, and you know, worldwide. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I, I heavily was a, um, a Jay-Z supporter, supporter, okay. um, Jay-Z. just as much as I loved, uh, Tupac and Snoop, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you know, that's, that's really what I was connected to. I was connected to the Jay-Z's. I was connected to the Snoop. I was connected to the Tupac. I was connected to the Dipsy. Tupac's my birthday twin. <laughs> Gemini, huh? Gemini, yeah. Me too. Oh, when's your birthday? May, May 23rd. Oh, okay, I'm June 16th. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nice. So, you know, like I said, and then, you know, um, Dipset was a good, a good feel for me too, you know, shout out. You know, nah, shout we're going to get into things. that because I'm, I'm sure people are very curious about that too. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, what before you became an artist, um, what kind of jobs did you have? Because obviously, like, are you doing um, music mainstream now, like full time? Yeah. Okay, so did you have any cool jobs growing up? Or I did, I did have a cool job. You know, um, I was a person I was really heavily active in the um, trouble youth system. Okay, you know what I'm saying so. Yeah. I, um, I was heavily involved in that, and and and, and actually, I I stay ten toners down with it, even in the current. You know what I mean? I make uh, um tapping in with the youth and mentoring um still a heavy part of my uh my function. You know what I'm I saying? Like we need more people like that out here. Yeah. Definitely do because this youth needs a little bit of help when it comes to, you know, evolving in this world because times are getting a lot harder. Yeah. I was actually somebody from um where you're from, uh Eastside K Boy, he was on live the other day talking about how like we kind of have to reteach the youth a little bit because what mm-hmm. we've been teaching them apparently is not working. So we have to do it in another sense as to where like, okay. So this is how it should be done. And, you know, like, you know, kind of like give them some guidance more. So I respect that. I really like the fact that you do that. I really- I see. That's, that's really, that's really important. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's really important to me, you know, um, 
you know, again, coming out of South Central LA, like a lot of the things that kept me focused and kept me structured was um, OGs who felt like they wanted to make sure that, um, you know, certain certain individuals around the area, you know, was walking the right path or had the opportunity to um, to think differently. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, you know, a lot of that was what allowed me to stay, you know, focused and, and driven. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, some things in the it's some things in the culture and some things in the city that you grow up is that's unavoidable, you know, that you're gonna dibble and dabble in regardless of it. But um being intertwined in, in certain things, when you got some people with some sense though that tell you the proper way of looking at things or the proper way of maneuvering in situations, um, it gives you a better opportunity to, you know, um to handle yourself. Absolutely. Now, um, at what age did you start making music? Like, you know, you're doing music now. Um, how long have you been doing it? And like, when did you start? 10, 10, 10 11 years. 10, 11 years. Okay. Now, what influenced you or motivated you to want to make music? You know what? Um, it came a point in my life where, um, Things I was experiencing, things that I was going through um, personally, um, within my family, um, you know, um, fatherhood and, and things like that. It was a lot of things that I started going through that um, made me resort. I don't want to say resort, but that's like resorting to it, like, you know, the option. But what, what pushed me in the direction, you know, having things to speak about, having things that I wanted to say. And, you know, also just being around artists in general in the city, you know, because um, as you know, South Central LA, you know, you know, a person can be right over here, you know, a person can be right over there. I remember when I first started coming into the music, um, you know, a lot of us was all in the same area, you know what I mean? Like um, yeah, like J Rock was one of my favorite um dudes to uh to hear, you know, um, to be around. I was around J Rock. Um, in the South Central area, you know, we had a um, young throat. Um, you know, we had Glass Malone. It was a lot of it was a lot of those artists that um, when I decided I wanted to get into music, it was a, it was a lot of great examples around me of dudes who was you know really embedded in their craft, really telling their story, and, and um, I was able to watch these dudes. You know, they they was really dope in their prime and still excelling. And yeah. it just gave me more motivation to to attack what I was seeing for myself. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what kind of genre of music would you say that you project to people? Like, what kind of music do you put out? Honestly, um, it's more mainstream for me. You know what I mean? Honestly, I, I really, I'm really in the way of the mainstream top 40. You know okay. what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. Now, um, do you remember what the first track you ever wrote or put out was? A lot of it, some people do, some people don't, but I always like to ask if you remember. And what was it about? Like, what was that song based off of? Yeah, my, my first first one putting out, um, it was called Let's Get Together. It was a record with me, a girl by the name of Sharice Rhodes, Wiz Khalifa, and uh, 
a Latino artist by the name of Omar Cruz. Um, that was my first record that I took mainstream, um, that got globally recognized on uh, heavy rotation as an indie. And, um, you know, we was, it was on some field good shit, you know, we just talking about, you know, basically riding, you know, riding through the community, riding through the city. Yeah. You know, what your vibe is, you know what I mean? It was, it was something feel good for sure. You know what I mean? I did read that you worked um, with Wiz Khalifa. So I'm going to talk about that too in a little bit. What was the change? Like, why did you change your name? Um, yeah, I was known as something previous before. However, um, when I decided to do the rebrand, I decided to do the rebrand because um, I had had years of experiences, you know, wins and losses, um, down periods and up periods. And I felt like um, I had a chance to learn what my weaknesses were and my strengths were, um, what wasn't really connecting overall from the artist to the brand to the music. And I felt like I really had recognized what was going to um, be the new rollout and yeah. and really for it to hit the way I wanted it to hit. And I had um, confidence in believing that what I saw for myself, what I, what I what I saw for myself, um, what I foreseen for myself basically coming, I had enough faith to believe that when I changed the name and did what I was going to do, it was going to hit. And it did. Right away. You know what I'm saying? Um, so this new brand is only about a year and a half strong. Okay. And in a year and a half strong, um shit, it's been just as impactful as my 10 year, nine year point in my previous brand. Absolutely. And we can see that it has because now getting to what you are up to now is that you are officially signed to Vamp Life Records. So you are a part of Jim Jones's record label. Now, how did you meet up with now you're from L.A. So he's from New York. How did you guys meet up? How did you guys connect? How did you get signed to the label and what made you sign to his label? You know, to keep it a, a hundred, one of my um, my favorite artists early on was Jim. Okay. You know, so so the reality of it is, is it's a dope situation for me that I've been excited about because I'm actually a part of um, one of my favorite artists' uh, platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I think I'm feeling the same way. Uh, Big Sean felt originally when he signed to Kanye, you know, mm -hmm. Big Sean said he was always a Kanye uh, supporter. And uh, he would always talk about he was he was signed to Kanye or he was going to sign to Kanye before yeah. it ever happened. And, um, and that happened, you know what I mean? And so, you know, for me, I think it's the same type of uh, vibe and the same high for me is that um, being a part of somebody that you admired and somebody you respected, and then you end up being under that umbrella of somebody you paid attention to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a dope feeling. It's a blessing. And, um, definitely is. I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity because, um, I actually feel like the blessing in it is that me being from the West coast and him being from the East coast, 
it really has allowed me to brand into one of the biggest and hardest markets to get into, which is the yes. East Coast. You know what I'm saying? So it's one thing to be received in your area, but then to go to one of the next biggest markets, you know, and go there and, and, and have an end where people will give you that ear for the first time and see if you're talking about something that's relative to them. And um, obviously with us collaborating with one of my singles that's out right now, um, yes. if I like it, I was able to go through New York heavily and um, shoot the video in Harlem. And, um, yep, and shout out to Street Heat because Street Heat shot that video. Shout out to Will C. Yeah. Shout out to my brother Will C and my brother 4K. You know yes, man, I, love, 4K. I love the dudes, man. I just saw them. I just saw them literally three days ago. I was just at an event with them and I told them I was going to be interviewing you. So they knew all about this today as well. Yeah, shout out to Street Heat for um believing in me and giving me that opportunity. But most importantly, shout out to um Jim and Pong because Jim and Pong are the people who put that together for me you know they they put that opportunity for me to come out there and shoot with some of the greatest um production absolutely you know out there um because I, I didn't even know will willingham but you know how the video came into play which i didn't even know was going to happen mm -hmm. you know um I fell into some good hands out there so shout out to jim and shout out to Pong for um yeah really allowing me to connect with some people yeah. Phone has helped me a lot too when it comes to you know getting into events and like you know doing videography for people and same with Will. Will's always telling me come down, get your get your video drops, come meet the artists, like do your interviews. So they like they are such a blessing in my life as well. So I know exactly how you feel, and that is so amazing that you're a part of the team, and you know we get to work with you. And we're, you know, you're from L.A., we're from New York. So now we're really showing music off from both sides of the world, which is so dope. So dope. So, you know, I'm excited to see what comes next with you guys, because I know something is in the works, but we're not allowed to tell anybody. So they could stay tuned for that. I mean, you know, um... unless you want to tell them it's your interview. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of things in the work. I think I'm about to drop my next record in about the next week, week or two. Um, okay. While I was just there uh, two days ago, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. out there, um, I just had a little, you know, a little burst of energy that ran through me that was just prompting me to go ahead and drop yeah this next one you know what i'm saying so um, i'm excited for you to drop the next one that's yeah, but, yeah i'm excited you know i worked with somebody that i was excited to work with too you know what i'm saying so yeah mm -hmm. absolutely now not only jim jones have you worked with not only was khalifa but i see that you your resume is there you've also worked with um you worked with tyga I see that I you worked with him early, early on too. I think I worked with Tiger right after the record with um I believe it was right after the record with me and Jim. We did a, a street record. Um me, Tiger, Terry Kennedy, the skateboarder, I Terry was just gonna Kennedy, say that. Society, um, and your boy from the Bay. We did a big record for the streets called Tattoos and Jewelry. Um uh it was it was uh put out through World Star. 
and we had DJ Ill Will, who was a part I of the DJ Ill. I love him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, as well as um, we had Ben Baller in there too. You know what I'm saying? And, I didn't uh, hear about that one. Yeah, Ben Baller's in it during um on the video. He's in it during um Terry Kennedy's uh part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotta check that yeah. out. I was kind of looking for it yesterday, but I couldn't find it. So I'm gonna have to go check that out mm -hmm. when I have the time. But I was too. looking for it yesterday. But if for anybody that doesn't know, his his um his records are literally doing numbers right now. Like they mm -hmm. are really doing numbers right now. And um, yeah, what else? Um, like I said, Street Heat, they shot your video. Um, they but, actually shot both of them. When I, I came out to New York, they shot that there. And um, my my record out now, outside, I flew them out to uh, South Central and, and we shot it there. Like Will wanted to get that South Central experience. He was like, man, let's, 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 let's LA it out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they came into here. I could see him saying that too. I could totally picture him saying that and then just like, I'm bringing the crane, I'm bringing all this. Because if you see him shoot his videos, that man goes so above and beyond. I mean, like, come on, of course. I can, I, only, I, I can only imagine what he did for your video to do all of, of that. Course, of course, I shot, I mean, I shot with him, you know, he took me all up and down. Uh, uh, um, you know, we first of all we ended it in Harlem in Jim's neighborhood. Yep. They put me up top on the street sign. You yep. know, what I, mean? I saw that. And they had me all uh, um, walking down the boulevard by the Apollo. You know, Will told me since I had a record with an uh, East Coast legend, he was like, "I want to give you that whole East Coast feel. We ain't yes. gonna just do do a collaboration. We we gonna give you the experience. You know what I'm saying? And that's definitely what he he made." possible you know he gave me that um real east coast experience you know absolutely absolutely now with all that you have done this far um when was it that you would say that you feel like all right i kind of made it i kind of made it already you know because i know that we always have more to do in life we always have more to do but there is a turning like, when did you start feeling like yeah like you're making your imprint yes you know what um so when i did this rebrand um the first record i dropped was a, was a record called that real love it, it, it was starring a model the negra from um loving hip-hop miami okay i just video. actually interviewed somebody else from loving hip-hop so right after I did the uh, the rebrand, um, I dropped a record called That Real Love um, featuring Super J, and it was starring a model of Negra. Um, and, you know, that was the first one I let out, and, and the record was vibing, you know, I was, I was traveling around interviewing about it and things like that. And then right after that, it led me to If I Like It With Jim. Okay. And at that moment, when I hit NY five months after we dropped the record, because I pushed the record first before the video even happened, because we had never had discussions about the video. Yeah. How the video came into play was um, I ended up getting invited on the National Fleet DJ conversation. Okay. And um, at that point, I hit phone and um, and, and 
got to Jim and was letting them know I was about to take that national call. And Jim got on the call to support support me because I had pushed the record to that extent. Yeah. And after pushing the record to that extent, um, Jim hopped on it and supported me during the call. Because um, previous to that, I, I just pushed the record. I never asked Jim to do anything. You know what I mean? I, I just, he, he, he gave me the verse and I just went went to work. You know what I'm saying? Went to work with it. So by the time I reached out to him, uh, it was it was well received, you know, and he came and supported it. Uh, and during the conversation was actually when I found out we was going to do the video because he invited me to do the video because we had never, never talked about it. So at that point, it was Christmas. I was in the air on December. Oh, really? Flying to New York on Christmas Day. We was in the air. Um, and I hit New York and um got there on the 25th. I had interviews all the way up to the 29th, and um, we met up on the 29th, and it was at that moment where I met Will uh in front of Apollo and we started shooting. It was like when I was like, damn, like it's on. It's on. It's going to happen now. It's on. That's and, uh, awesome. And it's been a lot of pressure since. You know what I mean? Yep. Because, you know, once once we get that, you know, going, we have to keep that steady in order for the people to realize what we're doing and keep, you right. know, keep listening to the music, keep them involved right. with what we have right. going on. So absolutely, I totally understand that. Now, what would you say is the most difficult part of working in this industry? And what is the most rewarding part of working in this industry? Um, I think the most part about, the most difficult part in working in this industry is, um, I think on a business aspect with, with maintaining um, relationships, and I'm not just talking about with artists, I'm talking about maintaining relationships just in the business aspect, because, you know, you, as, a, as an artist, you're passionate about the things you feel, about the things you want to say, and about the things you want to express. And a lot of time, majority of the time, you don't mean no harm in whatever it is that you're expressing in a meeting, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I think that we're in the business where everybody wear their feelings on their sleeve so much that we really can't have heart-to-hearts or authentic conversations with people and people take it for just what it is yeah. without being offended by, by the conversation. You know what I'm saying? What I what I realize is people today don't 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 really talk to to communicate and to uh you know really accomplish things. They really talk to just get a vibe of where somebody at and, and, and things like that. And you know how they say they 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 listen to react or listen yep. to respond, but don't listen to receive. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I think for me the hardest part about this business is sometimes trying to suppress things you feel and things you genuinely want to talk with talk about to people you do business with um you know just having to suppress suppress true things and suppress real feelings and real emotions in order to not offend people you know what i mean mm -hmm. 
Not, and I just it's think that people don't take the time out nowadays to really know a person, know what they're, what they really trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really know a person and you, you, you know, if you got love for a person and you've been rocking with them for a period of time, you would say, okay, I, I know K, K. Dead or I know Mark Hansen. So anytime you really feel rubbed away, wrong way or something, you don't automatically run with that vibe that day when two years you didn't felt this one way about that person. So one day you get into a spot where maybe you was having a bad day. Maybe they didn't deliver it right. And now that one moment that day, they they will take that perspective on you and it'll erase. Mm-hmm. Two years of history to three years of history. Yeah. You know and 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 you know, I think that's the hardest part about the business. What would you say is the most rewarding part? Man, the ro- the most reward rewarding part is um seeing the admiration for you as an artist and and, and your contribution, you know, out here. But honestly, even with that, the most rewarding part is seeing it, seeing the youth yep. react to it. You know, I recently was in Philly, and this on my IG page. It's a little boy, man, little boy had to be about maybe seven or eight. You know what I'm saying, something like that. And um, we was in Philly, linking up with a uh, DJ No Frills. Shout out to DJ No Frills. Um, and we was at Max's, uh, the Philly Steak. Sandwich place, the iconic one in Philly, and um, yeah, you know the hustlers had their table out front. They were selling meals. They were selling, you know, t-shirts. They were selling certain things. And there was this young boy, by six or seven or eight, was like, "Oh, I, I know, I know you. You know, you rap. You know what I'm saying?" He came up, he came up, and he dapped me. And when he dapped me, he was like, "Man, I'm never, I'm never washing my hands, uh-huh. right?" And it's just. In them moments where you where where you see like how important you are to people, yes, you know how important your 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 presence is to to somebody, yeah. How you could bring a smile to a person's day, um, how you can bring um motivation to them, you know, energy to them, you know, things like that, because they see you in in these in this bright light, yes. I think that's the most rewarding thing because I mean, you know, some people do this for the fame, and then some people do this um, because they genuinely true to this music, mm-hmm. and uh, and also with with doing it and and, and getting some notoriety, uh, they care about their character and how they receive, and I'm one of them that care about my character and how I'm received. So when it's received in that way, to where somebody is showing me, um, um some positivity of of an encounter with me that's big yeah that's so special oh i that is so awesome i could only imagine like that moment for you yeah the moment man you know the the, the, you know especially all the way in la and you're out in philly closer to us and some little kid actually knew like that's a blessing we wanted to shake hands we 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 did a uh a little selfie, man, put it on his phone screen, you know, things like that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I ain't gonna even lie, you know, um, 
shit, it was kind of hard to walk away from the kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to pour more love into him. You know what I'm saying? I you still know? have those moments, man. Like yeah. that, you know, you brought up something very true, which is like, you know, um, people you, you meet people and then it's like they genuinely have a love for this like I'm somebody who genuinely has a love for this business and I'm somebody who never thought I'd be working with the names that I'd be working with and I still get so like oh my gosh like you have no idea I was listening to you like 20 years ago and now I'm like in the same so we just like value those things so I totally understand where you're coming from and that story really touched my heart I love that I really do love that um now uh, if three people were to watch your interview right now that you have three not, people, three people that you have not worked with, that you would love to work with in the future, who would those three people be? Because you never know who's watching. And if if you get that opportunity one day, you said it in your interview. So that's why I give everybody that opportunity. Who are three people that you've never worked with? Three. I mean, I got one person that I that I really um want to want to work with man. and um that would be us oh you know what I'm saying um I definitely want to get a record with us I know? feel I feel like you would be really good with Usher yeah, your yeah. your voice your sound especially because they've heard your music before I think that collaboration would be pretty dope I would definitely work with love to work with um Usher um for sure and I know that there's more people probably um, that that I want to work with, but I'm just saying when you name it off the top and just where I'm at right now with with the wave I'm on and, and the sound right now, that's that's one of the um, one of the top one of the, the top people that I would like to work with. Okay, well, hope fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Hopefully, you never know. God's already blessed you a man, couple it's times. Gonna, it's gonna happen, man. Everybody I didn't spoke on working with, I ended up working with. Talking into existence, man. I was doing this manifestation thing before it was a thing. Before before the world got on this wave of manifestation, manifestation. I I was doing that years ago. How I ended up working with Jim was was talking, talking that. You know, I said it on the interview in um, LA. They asked me if I could work with anybody. Who would I work with? I said, Jim. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? And um and and then even um the first even the records I've done where I've shouted out people in the records, not even really thinking like, you know, making a metaphor, you know, in comparison to somebody, I ended up working with those people right after that. You know what I'm saying? So um I, you know, it it'll happen. It's going you know? to. It's definitely right. going to. Right. Now, um, do you have aside from music, do you have any other business ventures going on right now? Like do you have merchandise? Do you have Right now, um, you know, um, I'll be on my drip like very heavy, you know. I see that, and um, you know, I've been definitely getting into that fashion lane, uh, with some brands, you know, um, talks with brands, collaborations with brands, and then, um, you know. Pretty much every interview, people ask me about fashion because I, I, you know, that's what I'm into as well. So I'm working on something too, down some a line of my own right now. Okay. Yeah. Are you gonna make a female line too? Because you know, DJ K. Females, 
the females saw, you know, um, a couple females saw what I'm trying to do, and it wasn't, it wasn't really dedicated to the females. However, the mixture and and how it is, you know, the females wanted it, so you know, I knew I didn't really have to, I didn't have to really separate the men one and the women one. It, I, I think it almost have a um, unisex appeal, okay. possibly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna talk to you about it offline, but yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Now, um, where do you see yourself within the next? I'm gonna say three to five years because music changes every three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely see me everywhere for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, music wise, um. Fashion-wise, you know, I definitely see me um, being the icon in, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that I got to interview you today. And I thank you for coming on my show. And I'm looking forward to working with you a lot more. Because we do have yeah. some things in the works. We're not going to tell anybody. But just stay tuned. Make sure you go stream all of Mark Handsome's music. Make sure you go check him out on our outlets. And make sure you tell everybody where they can find you, your websites. You can find me on all platforms at being Mark Handsome. The records is on every platform you can think of, streaming. You know, shit, I didn't even know that exists. It's on it. You know what I mean? I just found out about Deezer or, or, or something the other day. You know what I mean? It's called Deezer. I didn't know I, somebody was like, are you on Deezer? And I'm like, hey, what, what's that? You know what I'm saying? So I just Googled Mark Handsome Deezer. It was there. You know what I mean? The records was there. So we on all platforms, man. We ain't we ain't missing a beat. We turning over every leaf and, and every rock. Absolutely. It's the the vamp way to do it. It's the vamp life. You already know the vibes. You know what I'm saying? You know the vibes. uh, We outside. We outside. That's a fact. It's a fact. Do you have any shout outs you would like to give to anybody? Man, of course. Of course, man. Without no shout outs, man, um, it wouldn't be possible. You heard? You know, so first off, God did. God did. Shout out to Queens of the Trap, DJ K Dev for having me up in this thing. Absolutely. And shouts out to the team, you know, VL, we vamping for sure. I appreciate you, Jimmy. I appreciate you, Pong. Um, appreciate, appreciate everybody on the vamp that's um, making it possible for me to move through um, the industry and, and helping with me getting recognized and, um, you know, handling the business so I'm on all platforms. You heard? Absolutely, absolutely. You are now tuned in. Let's go to the Queen of the Trap podcast. Class and session, bitches. <laughs>